Fantasy War Room time here on Peacock and Williamson. <laughs> We're looking at the tight end position in 2022. Matt Williamson was still busy on vacation. He couldn't get away. He couldn't get his mind away from football. So he was ranking fantasy tight ends as he tweeted out while he had his toes in the sand. <laughs> fantasy tight ends. Maybe hash it out. Maybe I'll argue with Matt a little bit about his initial rankings for 2022 fantasy tight ends. Coming up right now. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you at the Peacock at Williamson NFL. We are talking fantasy tight ends today. Thanks for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Okay, Matt, uh, I want to make sure that you weren't too many uh tequila's in uh, <laughs> when you were making this list uh, because uh, you did change a couple things even already since we had had slight tweaks to talk to talk about this stuff and it's an interesting list because there's been some fantasy stalwarts at the tight end position and matt it's looking like you think that uh the top of the tight end market as far as fantasy football goes is going to get shaken up here in uh, in 2022 I do. And I was on vacation. And of course, I'm still reading stuff and browsing the web and, you know, a lot of downtime, even though, you know, the toes in the sand, drink in the hand. And, you know, I've read something about, you know, Kelsey's going to be the number one tight end again. And yeah, that's easy. And I, I respect him to no end. And the production rate that he is on, you know, we had a conversation a couple of days ago about Gronk being the best tight end ever, true or false. I mean, I think it's a conversation. Is Kelsey the best Chiefs tight end ever? Because, I mean, Gronk's number one competition was Gonzalez. Nobody's more productive than Kelsey over this stretch. So, by no means is this a knock on Kelsey. But I put Kyle Pitts number one. You know, when I was reading that article, I'm like, yeah, that's easy. Kelsey's one, sure. You know, chalk, great. But if I'm picking a tight end, am I really going to pass on Pitts? And this is some of my dynasty background you know, kicking in here because in an unbelievable rookie class with guys like Jamar Chase and Najee Harris for fantasy is a really, you know, studly type guy coming out as a rookie. Pitts was a top three or four pick in those rookie drafts, you know, over Waddle and guys like that. And I think he's done nothing to disappoint. He's clearly the dynasty one, number one tight end. That's not what we're talking about here. And really a first round dynasty pick. And I think it comes down to this for me is, I think he's the freakiest pass catcher on the planet. I think his tools, talent are just remarkable. And I don't know that the average fan, no offense if you're an average fan, nothing wrong with that, understood how good he was as a rookie. You know, And maybe his fantasy production wasn't through the roof because he didn't catch many touchdowns. We know touchdowns are fluky, and people will say, I'm not taking a Falcons receiver with my first pick here. I get that. I don't have a lot to combat that, except watching his tape. He's like, he's more like Calvin Johnson than he is, you know, uh, uh, than Gronkowski. You know I mean? He is a receiving 
freak. And I wish I could cite where this came from. No, oh, oh, here it is. It's from Pro Football Focus. Connor McQuiston put this out. And he put a graph of every receiver and tight end, how they how productive they were against press man coverage. And if I took anything away from my year of scouting, and I think it's more true now than ever, receivers versus press man is an unbelievable tell if they're good or not, if they're going to make it, you know, and again, my scouting days, first day of being hired by the Browns, sit down with the receiver and the corner coach saying, watch every snap you possibly can of press man coverage. You're not going to get many at the college level. That's the number one determining factor. And I've really believed that ever since. So getting back to this chart that I mentioned, strangely, not strangely, but impressively, A.J. Brown is far and away the best pass catcher in the league versus press man coverage last year. Wow. I mean, I, I didn't know he'd be number one. Justin Jefferson was also elite. Not shocking there. Superstar. Kyle Pitts was next. I mean, ahead of Cooper Cup and DeAndre Hopkins and DK Metcalf and Devontae Adams and Jamar Chase, elite wide receivers, this, quote, tight end is better than all those guys versus press man coverage. And the tape shows it. I mean, this is just a tape-based thing. And again, I'm not knocking Kelsey. I just raved about him. But what's he, 33, 34? And Kelsey's number two, of course. But I think the loss of Tyreek Hill hurts Kelsey in that prime Hill, but really anytime Tyreek Hill, was scarier to defenses than Kelsey. I believe that to be true. I think they're both elite wide receivers and tight ends for the last five years or whatever. But I just think Kelsey is destined to get much more attention than he's ever gotten from uh, coverage schemes. Yeah, Kelsey going into his age, he'll turn 33 in October. So Okay, yeah. Um, but there's tight ends last, I get that. But. Right, and they last a little longer. There's a little yeah. savvy to the tight end position that you might not fall off like some other positions because, and clearly, Travis Kelsey is not because he's, you know, outrunning people like uh, like Kyle Pitts has or even like someone like George Kittle had uh, when he had his massive 1,300-yard season a couple of years ago and, and exactly. you know, touching short passes and taking them. It's like, wow, these guys got speed too. And Travis Kelsey's not necessarily winning that way. Um, and it's interesting that you say – and look, I don't have a problem with Kyle Pitts at number one. I would put him number two still behind Travis okay. Kelsey um, just because I know what I'm getting with Travis Kelsey. And at some point with the stock raising for Kyle Pitts and maybe Travis Kelsey taking a step down – uh, I'll buy that argument, and I don't have a problem at all. I think it's really close one-two between those two guys. And you're right, man. The only uh, Kyle Pitts only had one touchdown catch last year. Right, he's going to catch yeah. at least five. Yeah, and but but yeah. uh, fantasy points per game because of that. And even on he had top five tight end targets. He had 110 targets last year. Only caught 68 of them. Right. Um, but he had 15 he had more than uh, that this uh, year. But he had 15 yards per catch. So you know right. those numbers. And he was a thousand yard receiver as a as a rookie so and we know rookie tight ends don't do anything and he did and he's gonna, <laughs> yeah. he's gonna accidentally catch a couple more touchdowns right even yeah, if he, yeah. even if, and with his profile you'd think it'd be actually a superb receiver in the red zone right so that could okay. go he, you go kyle pitts could go nuts and, and you mm -hmm. know 1500 yards and 10 touchdowns right like that that could absolutely happen so i don't have a problem with anybody drafting kyle pitts number one but one thing you said which is interesting do you think 
you think that Tyreek Hill leaving hurts Kelsey's production, that maybe he'll see more coverage in his direction. Whereas mm-hmm. I think most people look at that and say, oh, well, now he's such the clear number one that he's going to have 150 targets this year. Yeah, and, and those things are always hard to judge. You know, we're going to talk Raiders with Adams and, you know, some of these things. Uh, and Waller, of course, will be on this list soon. But my hunch is the Chiefs offseason plan is sort of is let's spread this thing around. We had two unbelievable weapons for a very long time, but I think we'd rather have five B minus weapons than two A plus weapons. And I also think they are destined to run the ball a slightly higher percentage of the time. They have a very good offensive line now. And I'm just thinking of it from a defensive coordinator's perspective. I mean, if it's week one, I have no tape of Juju and Sky Moore and all those guys in a Chiefs uniform. I'm putting Derwin James on Kelsey and bracketing him with a linebacker and letting all the new guys beat me. You know, he still might get more targets. I can't believe they'll be as quality of targets. And if he slows down just a smidge, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's going to be a little that much harder for him. And with most of these tight ends, we see that year two, year three breakout. And if Kyle Pitts was already a thousand yard guy, right. as a rookie. but I do worry about his quarterback. Um, you know, he did have a, a much better quarterback situation last year. Um, but again, there's there's not a lot of competitions for targets for Kyle Pitts either in that offense. And they should be throwing from behind quite a bit. So and I do think he's clearly going to have more touchdowns than he did last year and more yep. and a bigger share of the offense. So how is he not going to you know be more productive? And he was almost as productive as Kelsey last year. So I'll buy that argument. And when I'm looking at the ADPs for tight ends here, and of course, we're going to spend a lot more time on a lot of other tight ends. And we're c- completely skipping over some other guys that deserve, you know, a little conversation that wouldn't shock anybody if they right. were the tied in this year. Um, but it sounds like you and I are both on board with with Kelsey and Pitts one and two in some order. And and I'll buy that Pitts is going to be the guy. But this is why Kyle Pitts will be on all my teams. And Travis Kelsey probably won't be on any is that Kyle Pitts is going third right now as yeah. the third drafted tight end in most leagues. And he's going 15 spots later. So I, I can get him a full round plus later than Travis Kelsey. I'm talking early round three instead of late round one. Then. No brain about Kyle Pitts at that ADP. No doubt. 100%. 100%. And again, I could make an argument to Kelsey over Pitts. It's not a slam dunk. I am just so bought in on this guy as a player. I mean, uh, you know, he lines up outside the numbers and runs slants against the best corners in the league and dominates them. You know, he runs deep routes. I mean, they're going to use him even more. I mean, uh, I'll never forget during my, there was about a three or four year stretch there during my ESPN days that I was one of the voters in at the fantasy summit. There was it, when it, the consensus ESPN ranks, if they still do it the same way, it's Matthew Barry, it's Tristan Cockroft, those type of dudes that have been there forever. And 11 of us got a vote for the final rankings that come out on ESPN.com. And it was Eric Ebron's rookie year. And remember him, he was a top 10 pick and everyone loved him coming out. Not to the pitch level. Kyle Pitts of his day. Right, exactly. And there's this huge fight in the war room. We got to put Ebron in the top five. I mean, he's a phenomenal talent. And then all the stat guys. I remember Christopher Harris standing on the table like, no rookie tight end does anything. Show me some sort of proof that a rookie tight end does anything. Pitts is better than all of them. I, I, I just believe that. I think he's the exception to the rule. He's one of the best receivers in the league. I don't care what position he plays, and he's the freakiest. Yep, and going into year two, so Ty, the 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 sky is the limit for Kyle Pitts. Absolutely. Um, yep. So there it is. Kyle Pitts is going to be one here in our 2022 
fantasy football rankings and the warm, comfortable blanket that is Travis Kelsey. If you get him, he plug and play. You know what you're going to get. Great quarterback, everything, target share. Uh, you got to love having Travis Kelsey on your team as well. But we've got him at tight end two. Some other big names here. Let's complete the top five and get down all the way to uh, almost number 20. I think you've got him ranked out for 19 tight ends right now. So that's as, at least as many. And maybe we'll add some more names to the list as we move on in our fantasy war room for tight ends in 2022 but how about our friends at rockauto.com with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models pretty much impossible for your local chain store to carry all the parts you need in stock so why endure all the you know seemingly pointless and, and intimidating questioning sometime when you're when you're trying to find the right part for your car when they only have one thing in stock anyway and it's probably back ordered right so choosing the only brand in their where, warehouse happens to carry you have a computer in your pocket with access to rockauto.com which is a massive selection and when i say massive go to rockauto.com right now just look at your car and look at all the parts and options you have right in your pocket or at your desktop computer at home at rockauto.com. And why choose to spend the 30, 50, even 100% markup for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? And man, and even more than that, you're going to spend five times more when you realize how easy it is to change some of these parts, which I found out recently when I was changing a fender flare on my car that a cone got up in there and knocked it out. And I thought I was going to, there's going to be a $500 plus job at the dealership taking my car in. I went to rockauto.com, found the part for 40 bucks. It had the rivets. I was able to pop it in there myself. I was blown away. And I'm not a car guy at all. Rock Auto's a family business. Been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are always reliably low for every customer, do-it-yourselfers and professionals alike. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Big parts, small parts, whatever it is you need. New carpet for the interior. Right, locked on in the how did you hear about us box. So Rock Auto knows we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. For your second listen, make sure you're checking out everything going on on the Locked On NFL channel, which is the home of Peacock and Williamson on YouTube. We just had a big uh, everyone going live for the NBA draft last night, and uh, you can go find all of the latest on all of the draftees for your favorite NBA teams, Major League Baseball going on all year long. We've got all of your teams covered right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Okay, Matt. We've got Pitts and Kelsey as tight ends one and two, but neither of them was tight end one last year. That was right. Mark Andrews of the Baltimore Ravens. We've got George Kittle. We've got um, Darren Waller's in the Darren man. Waller, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's the clear top five fantasy tight ends right now going into the year. So three, four, five. Let's hash those out. The tight end one from last year, Mark Andrews, and that was without a full season of. Lamar Jackson, they lost their former number one wide receiver too. So there's a lot of opportunity for that target share between Rashad Bateman, who we talked about recently. Um, but Mark Andrews kind of gets forgotten in that offense. And he was the guy that led all tight ends last year. Yeah. And, and big picture, those five you mentioned, including Waller and Kittle, those are the ones you're going to have to pay up for. Those are the ones that most weeks you'll have an advantage over the team you're playing in fantasy. You almost I don't want to say even extra starter, but in a way you kind of do, and they're going to be pricey. Great respect for Mark Andrews. Unbelievably productive last year. Has a great synergy with Lamar that, and fits that offense to a T. Absolutely valuable player. I also think he had a little bit of unsustainable efficiency. You know, I'm not sure 
he's going to put up the fantasy points per target that he did before. Some of it's scheme. Some of it's just, I think he's a very good player, not an elite player. You know, I think Kelsey and Kittle are better football players than him. You know, Pitts is a much better receiver than him. And I'm not giving him a hard time. He's great. He's just not elite. Um, also, I also think going back to scheme, I think the second that the ball is snapped in week one, you're going to see corners on islands against receivers and a ton of bodies in the middle of the field against the Ravens versus the run and pass. And it's just going to be really crowded. And I think just the, the fit in the offense and how often he's utilized and he had mm-hmm. nine touchdown catches that year, last year, he's utilizing the red zone a lot. You know, that could kind of, you know, the, the touchdown thing for tight ends always goes up and down and you get a guy that all of a sudden has that year where he has 15 touchdowns. Like, Oh man. Right, right. right. Or you have Kyle Pitts last year. You had one touchdown, which seems ridiculous because he's six, four and can leap and, and should be <laughs> awesome in the red zone. Right. And, but there is some players like George Kittle, who's not been as utilized in the red zone, not as good as a red, you know, he's not that, He's more of an on-the-ground, run-after-catch tight end, which is a little bit rare with his style versus you know the basketball player go up and rebound the ball sort of a tight end that most tight ends are in the NFL. So I do think the tight the touchdown thing is something for George Kittle. He's just not quite the touch. And, and there will be some years, I'm sure, that and maybe it's this year he has you know double-digit touchdowns, but he, he's not as big in the red zone as some other uh, tight ends are. And so mm-hmm. that, that holds him down. Injuries holds him down. I think you're right. Talent wise, I'd have Kittle up here. I'd have Waller up here, but I think you got to put Mark Andrews uh, because of his ability in the red zone and because his fit in the offense and, and how many targets you're sure he's going to get. Whereas the other guys, the ball might get spread around a little bit more. And there's a brand new wide receiver in town, taking some targets away from Darren Waller. So the way you have them listed three, four, five is exactly the way I would have them listed after uh, Pitts and Kelsey it would be Mark Andrews three, Kittle four, and Waller five. But those are clearly the top five guys. Okay, a couple little nuggets on those. Um, I talked a lot about Andrews throughout his career, though he has not been an every snap player. I mean, last year was a little higher than usual, but he usually plays like two thirds of snaps. He's like a sixty-five percent snap guy, and they drafted two tight ends, so maybe he's going to have a slight downtick in time, you know, snaps on the field. Kittle, go ahead. I was just going to say, and and when you look at the the ADPs too, which when you filter how we like these guys and you rank them out, Kyle Pitts is the guy that's going to be on all of my teams, right? Mark Andrews is not going to be on any of my teams because um, he, I don't think what he did last year is necessarily sustainable. And there's more arguments for him to be less productive than more productive than that, which is why I wouldn't want to draft him at his, you know, tight end two cost essentially agreed football only not fantasy i think george kittle's the best tight end in the league still you know and that's going to be all around for a lot of the reasons i talked about in the gronkowski conversation the blocking the the mismatches he causes the after the catch the attitude all those things and there's just not enough spike games anymore but he might be number one on this list by next year i adore him i love him i wish he was a stealer i mean all those things but the injury stuff hurts him a little bit in this conversation. Hopefully we put that gets put past him. And we never talk about it again after this year. Um, quick question for you though. I think he worries me a little bit where the top three don't that maybe he's the third option in the passing game. And I don't know if the passing volume is going to be very high for the Niners. So just the math of it worries me a little, you know, versus Ayuk and Samuel. Yeah. And I talked about the red zone stuff and I think, 
I think Trey Lance is going to take red zone opportunities away from everybody. Mm-hmm. And some of his own touchdowns on the ground, but um, he, he he's he's definitely the, the 49ers offense isn't going to be as concentrated into the middle of the field into the intermediate range and so i do think the ball has an opportunity to get spread out and we saw at times last year just trey lance kind of turning down that really quick slant first read not sure about it waits buys time finds something else it ends up being even better you know but sure that doesn't bode as well for george kittle getting funneled the ball as much i do think they will target him quite a bit he would he would be the, it, I think there's a clear number two. It's it's Debo and Kittle. And, and okay. I think everyone else is pretty far back. So he's definitely top two target share still for the 49ers, but with the injuries and stuff, and you talked about how Mark Andrews takes some, you know, isn't out there all the time. Kittle's out there all the time and he gets hurt because of it, because he's like uh he's like a bell cow tight end basically. And he's physical and he's blocking right. his butt off every play where you're not even seeing him in the stat sheet and catching passes. So uh, talent wise, I'm with you with George Kittle in a similar mold of the old Gronk, but there's just some questions about what the offense is going to look like, but we're looking at ADPs. He's 40 Waller's 43. And that's probably the area I'm trying to draft the tight end. If I want to go big at tight end, because I want one of those top five guys, because my next question to you, Matt is how big is the drop off after the top five? Yeah, it is big. One little nugget on Waller. I love the player too. mismatch galore. Great football player. Defensive coordinators hate him. But I'm going to be a little below ADP on Waller and especially Devontae Adams for one simple reason. Renfro is great. (laughs) I am so hooked on Renfro. And I'm sure Josh McDaniels sees all those Patriots slot receivers in Renfro and says that's the guy that's going to get a bazillion targets. And I look at Waller and think he's probably third on the pecking order in Oakland in terms of targets. Where Kittle's two, Andrews is one, Kelsey's one, Pitts is one. So that's the delineation there. Big gap between Waller and then the next two. And these next two, I don't know who to pick between Goddard and Hawkinson. I think they're almost the same. Uh, I, I wish the Eagles threw the ball more. <laughs> yeah, I wish there was more clarity with those. Um, I, I, You've been a really big Hawkinson guy. I, I am. Know, I know it was hard for you to probably not put him at number six. But I'm wondering when it's going to happen if it hasn't happened yet as far know, as him being just a big volume guy. So for that reason, I might lean Goddard ahead of Hawkinson at six and seven. But you're right. There's a lot of questions behind those guys. But there's even a couple of names maybe I would say could sneak into that group as well. But just between Goddard and Hawkinson, who you have six and seven, I think that's got to be the order. Goddard first, Hawkinson second. Unless maybe this is finally the year. But it just doesn't could seem be. like. You know, it, last year would have been the year with with such a a dearth of of targets, right? Uh, of players to be targeted in that offense, and a perfect time to just filter your entire offense through Hawkinson. If it hasn't happened yet, I just don't think he's ever going to be that guy. So I'm, I might even wait if I'm drafting tight ends and just you know cross my fingers on someone later, even though mm-hmm. take Hawkinson, two or three of them. Right? Yeah. Um, I'm not fighting you on that. But we did kind of preface the show, and I, 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 I like to keep on this track with this position. History really shows, pits aside, age 27 is when these guys hit their peak. You know, and a lot of these Goddard, Hawkinson age guys are getting in that neighborhood. So one of them is going to break out in a big way and be a tier, tier one dude. These, these, you know, third, fourth year guys we're talking about. I wish I just saw more 
splash plays to this point from Hawkinson. It's a lot of nice play, gets two yards after the catch, two people hit him, he falls down. You know, like I, I wish I saw more dynamic plays from Hawkinson at this point. Right, yeah. On paper, his athleticism seems like it's better than what mm-hmm. it has been on the field and bit. his playmaking ability. Although if you take his 12 games from last year and you add those five games back, I mean, he's 100 targets and he's probably you know closer to 800 yards instead of 500 yards, a couple of more touchdowns. So not a bad season, but not a league winner necessarily as well. So you're kind of getting what you pay for and and probably unless he has some outlandish season, it just doesn't yeah, like a lot possible. more. Um, Gronk would have slipped in right here. I didn't put well, him I was in. Ask you that. Yeah, I yeah. brought that up. Yeah. So if Gronk unretires and Tom Brady gives him a call uh, the last day of training camp and he comes back, you're going to put him in at number eight or you're going to put him in ahead of those two guys and put him at number six? Probably eight. Um, just don't know that he'll play a ton of snaps. They ask him to block a lot because he's awesome at it. Um, I understand that banking on, t- on touchdowns is very up and down and extremely hard to predict. I think that's not true for him. That Brady's going to throw him the ball in the end zone all the time. Some guys, you know, they have the talent. And especially with the Brady-Gronk connection, you know that that's something that they're at least going to try. Maybe the numbers will be skewed a little bit one way or the other. But, you know, there's the the opportunity for that to be huge. Mm -hmm. Next, we've got to get through the rest of these. We'll we'll go rapid fire between numbers 8 and and 19 here. 20 if you count Gronk as number 8. And one player that I think should be up in a, a tier a little bit higher in your rankings originally. I bet I know who that is because I got a lot of tweets that didn't like oh, what I, okay. I, I have a hunch who you're going with here. The folks are with me on this one. There were two one guys I got a lot of heat for. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you might have needed on the beach, Matt, to have a, a built bar to help that uh, yeah. help that that mind to, to realize how much more talented one of these players is that is not <laughs> quite on your, your top 10 list here, or your top eight list. How about the new flavor from built bar? Brownie? chunk built bar coconut brownie chunk what are we talking here coconut brownies okay pieces of chunks of coconut brownies in the marshmallow puff bar that is a lot of delicious chewy marshmallowy goodness covered in 100 real chocolate like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie but how about this it's good for you low calorie low sugar high protein and all delicious just like all of the built bars are whether you're doing the marshmallowy puffs or just the classic built bars i like the classic built bars even more and always fantastic new flavors coming all the time seasonal flavors at built.com along with those classic fantastic flavors of built bar all built bars are made with collagen protein which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits eat something that tastes good and is good for you it's like a protein bar that practically tastes like a candy bar so you really feel like you're getting a treat when you reach for a built bar instead of one of those snacks with empty calories and you get 300 calories you don't feel any better about it get those grams 17 grams of protein in your body at only 130 150 calories that built bar offers and all you got to do is go to built.com and you can get 15% off a box with our promo code. Built.com, promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. Matt, next up, you have a guy that I don't believe in at all and that I, in I the last it. couple yeah. of years, and I think in the rest of my fantasy football playing career, I will not have David Jones. <laughs> how much money he's being paid he will not be on my roster i was all about njoku a few years ago and he just has never become that guy and i am looking at a guy you have two spots behind him in dalton yep, schultz yep. and 
that is uh, just downright disrespectful. So you've got eight, nine, ten here in the Joku, uh, Irv Smith, and Dalton Schultz. I think Schultz should be up in the Goddard Hawkinson category, and I'd probably put Schultz at number six with his fantasy points per game. And oh yeah, Amari Cooper's not in town anymore. Yeah, and yes, that's how Twitter thought as well. You're way too low on Schultz. There's a lot of Cowboys fans out there. Tremendous season. I respect what he did. Maybe I don't respect what he did because (laughs) (laughs) in terms of talent, I think he's like an Austin Hooper like talent. I, I, maybe, you know, he doesn't have the pedigree. Maybe I'm holding that against him too much. And I'm not trying to make waves of the 20 guys I had listed on here. I think he might be the least talented. I don't think he's going to sneak up on anybody this year. I don't think Cooper being gone helps him. You know, I think he was single coverages versus linebackers galore in the past, and now that's not going to happen as much. And I don't want to go this far, but I think he's Robert Tunyon from two years ago. Robert Tunyon, by the way, I saw him sprinting on, on uh, at, at, at tight. By the way, tight end university is going on right now, Matt. So the timing of this is perfect mm. uh, down in Nashville. George Kittle puts this thing together and a bunch of these tight ends are there. Robert Tanyan there recovering from an ACL. Uh, he was running. I don't know how much of the workouts and stuff he's doing there at tight end university, but that is going on now currently, which is uh, perfect timing on our part uh, and, and not planned. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, Tanyan could make a comeback this year, which is which is nice. And he might be a nice little player to steal in your fantasy football leagues because I don't know how high he's going to go, and I don't know how right, those right. targets are going to get spread around. And clearly, uh, Aaron Rodgers in the past had no problem targeting Robert Tanyan quite a bit in that offense. Um, so uh, going back to where we're at with Dalton Schultz, I, he's just I, he's just one of those players, and that's what happens at tight end. You can't really put a finger on it. And, and, and similarly, yeah, he's, he's gets just, open. He's open. And, and that's all that. And Dak, Dak trusts him. And Mike McCarthy calls plays that, that gets him open. And I think with someone like CD Lamb, who was who's really good in that slot role, who's going to play outside probably more. I think that might even open things up more for Dalton Schultz. Not that he's going to get targeted more than the 104 times he did last year. But look, that's all you need. 100 targets, half dozen touchdowns. You're golden with Dalton Schultz at his ADP. And um, get to open and catch the football. That's important. Right now, yeah, sometimes that's he's not a game breaker either. Yeah, and and his yards per reception is on the low end of all. In fact, he's lower than everybody we've talked about so far at right at 10 yards uh, per reception. Mm -hmm. That's what I think he is. I think he's a little bit of a pedestrian athlete compared to these guys. And Joku's quick note I think money talks, and they gave him a ton of money. I don't see a number two receiver in Cleveland. He has been a tease since the beginning, and I love the Njoku, O.J. Howard, Ingram. That year, they were all first-round picks. None has lived up to it. But I'm banking on the age 27 thing, the the Browns giving him good money. I wish Watson was his quarterback. I bet he won't be. But he has flashed. At least last year, his highlight tape was wow. But he might just be a tease. Although sometimes tight ends – the quarterback thing might be a little overrated in some okay. ways. Set you might want, right? He might conservative more than Watson would, who's who's a lot better getting the ball down the field, right? As opposed to extending plays and chucking it deep. Maybe I'll hit Njoku in the middle of the field for eight yards and move the chains. You know, Njoku's just such a tight athlete. He's never the, the tight ends need to be loose. You know, mm-hmm. that basketball athleticism. And Njoku, while he's a physical freak, he's not loose and so i would say he's a poor man's version of what we saw with vernon davis remember how tight vernon davis was but he was four three right yeah that's ridiculous gets down the seam um and then later in his career i think that probably hurt vernon davis 
but Ninjoku is just, you know, even tighter and, and not quite as athletic, a little bit more long leg. It just takes him a long time to get out of his breaks. He's not going to, you know, win those quick routes. So I'm all the way out on Joku. Schultz should be in your top eight for sure. Irv Smith in there at number nine. Um, I would argue with some other guys, even in, in this group, just sort of betting on what they could be mm-hmm. over what a lot of intriguing think, guys here. Yeah. And, and these are all kind of in the same tier. So I think Matt, you're probably open to some of these arguments, but Dawson Knox, you have 11 Friar Muth, 12 Cole Komet, 13, even Jacecki at 14 too. Um, and you could probably go down below with um, Ebukam and, uh, Fant and even maybe Ingram, who's in the same boat sort of as Njoku, as a, as a disappointing former very high draft pick. Right. I, I could argue probably a lot of those guys over Njoku. So how did you how did you separate it. eight through fifteen? Well, this is more of a dynasty thing about me, but I think people realize I do have an affinity for the hot young tight end. You know, I mean, and there's a these guys are. Not quite as young and as hot as they used to be, but I still think that there's a lot of ability in that whole tier. I got a lot of heat that Kaseki was too low, too, but how many targets are there to go around? I mean, are Waddle and Tyreek both going to get over 100? And um, I, I just don't know that Kaseki's going to be featured as much as you would like. Komet's the opposite for me in that I think I'm higher on him than most, and I think he's a good talent, not great. He was first tight end draft in his class. But they have no one else to throw the football to. So I think this is a potential breakout year for Komet. Yeah, um, can, yeah. can we pause on Komet? Yeah, he's interesting. Because I, I, he's just that he's solid athlete, but he doesn't wow me. So I don't know if the upside's there. And I don't think – I just don't think just, Justin Fields is the type of quarterback that wants to target his tight end all that much. And I think he, he might, drive the ball down he might field, have to yeah. because of what he's got to throw to in Chicago this year. But that one worries me a little bit in Komet. And I don't mm-hmm. have – I might be wrong on him. You know, very late as a Aaron Owens or or of a, a you know a, a waiver wire pickup just to see what happens there. But I don't know if I'm drafting Komet and hoping he's going to be anything for me. So being close to uh, and you have him in tight end two territory, but even being that close at number thirteen to tight end one territory, that one worries me a little bit. I'd probably have Komet down the list a little bit behind, even maybe behind Fant, behind Ebukam, behind. Mm-hmm. Briar Muth, Knox, and I would have Schultz a little higher. I think those are two that I, that I disagree with you. And, and Joku, obviously, that we talked about. Those are some of the ones I disagree with you the most about. But I want to hear more about Friar Muth. What do you think is going on with Friar Muth here this year? I think he's a tremendous young player. Um, I actually interviewed him last week, two weeks ago. I was on the beach last week. And impressive, you know, as, as you would think. Um, hard worker. Everyone in the facility loves him. Um, good touchdown guy. I, I just think that there's not a ton of targets. I mean, Najee's going to get targeted a ton. Their top three receivers are all get targeted a ton. He's going to get his share, but it's not going to be, he might be the fifth leading receiver when it's all said and done. Like love him. You know, I just think he's better for real life than fantasy, but I, I like the player quite a bit. To update you guys, we've kind of bounced around with some of these rankings here. So these were the Williamson rankings. Nijoku eight. Uh, after that gap from the top seven and then Goddard and, and Hawkinson were sort of six and seven in a gap behind the top five guys. So uh, eight Najoku, nine Irv Smith, 10 Dalton Schultz, Dawson Knox, 11, Friar Muth, 12, Cole Komet, 13, Mike Gusecki, 14, Ebukam, 15, Noah Fant, 16, Ingram, 17, Zach Ertz, 18, and Everett, 19. What do you think about any of these rookie tight ends? by the way. And if you're drafting Matt, um, I, I sort of talked about how maybe I would target around pick 40. If you can get into that, uh, into one of those top five tight ends, or maybe you're drafting pits. I don't know if I would go Kelsey or Andrews at their ADP in the first couple of rounds, 
But um, after that, I mean, who are you targeting? Because who's the guy that could really help out your team? Because I think some of the 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 high end is capped with some of these guys, which is why maybe I would, uh, you know, Schultz. I like it if he was there as tight end ten, or Dawson mm-hmm. Knox at tight end eleven. Maybe there's a little bit more there. Uh, you know, Fryermuth. I'm not sure if the volume's going to be there, but Gusecki with. Um, you know, the, the offense coming over from San Francisco, and we've seen how often they targeted their tight ends there. Maybe there's something more with Gusecki, so I kind of like him, which is why I'd have him a little bit higher. But I just don't know which one of these players I'm targeting late to think, oh, that's the tight end I'm targeting this year, which is why uh, this is one of those seasons where I'm, I'm okay with maybe spending a little bit on tight end. I'm leaning that way, too. And, and I had a lot more fantasy research to do. And frankly... 12 through 18 could get shuffled up here a little bit as well. You know, the more you look at it, you change your lists. And, you know, uh, uh, Alberto intrigues me. You know, I, I think he is potentially a breakout guy, and that's maybe why Fant was shipped out. Or Seattle really likes Fant, so they wanted to bring him in and use him. You know, they could look at that two ways, or both could be true. Um, Alberto also really does a nice job versus man coverage, which at the beginning of the show I stressed. I, I think he could be a breakout, you know, if we're just looking for breakouts. The one name I want to throw out, first of all, I don't like any of the rookies this year. I don't think any of them are fantasy relevant. But I got a lot of heat for Schultz at 10 and Ertz at 18. I mean, I think a lot of people look at Ertz like he should be in that 10, 11, 12 neighborhood. And he did really well with the Cardinals. But I don't think... You and I did mock drafts, you know, NFL mock drafts, not fantasy. And we looked at the Cardinals and thought they could use an edge rusher, a corner, a defensive tackle, uh, any offensive lineman, you know, blah, 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 all the way down the list, even a running back. Their first pick was a tight end. Like, I I thought that was a little telling. Like, maybe Zach ain't what he used to be, and the Eagles gave up on him quick, and he's not old, and he's a fadeaway slow guy and probably will still be productive, but... I don't know what's left there. And by the way, uh, Albert O, I've been I've been butchering his name this whole time, and I I've just got, avoid uh, it. I've got Abelcom on my on my brain, so Albert O is probably the right way to go about it. Uh, Equibonum, 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 I believe is how you say. <laughs> oh, I think you nailed it there. Something like that. It's one of those. <laughs> I think it's the last one, and, and so and maybe I got got it right the last time, so I'm not going to try it again. Albert O, but yeah, um, yeah, maybe some upside there, and and so maybe yeah. that's the play this year, getting a, a you know in in fantasy draft terms maybe a free tight end that could be right right for you yeah you mentioned the loose athletes like fant i was way higher on hawkinson than fant coming out of school same school versus first round picks because i thought fant was kind of stiff but fast um i think albert o's a little looser smoother but also fast so you know we'll see um side note i meant to say before your boy vernon davis i watched his high school tape when i was a pit Wow. <laughs> I mean, holy smoke. Oh, you mad? Yeah. Freak among freaks. That oh, guy. man. Just yeah. Unbelievable. The stuff he did at the tight end at, at, at the combine for a tight end is like, wait a second. Four, three. I was like four, three, seven at yeah, 250 yeah. and lifting the whole gym, like just the strength. It's like, what is going on with this guy? Just different. I can't imagine some of those guys in high school. That's just yeah. it's unbelievable. Stud kick returner. You know, it gives that pretty it gives like all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, the 240 <laughs> right. kick returner. In yeah, exactly. Good stud luck. kick returner. Yeah. Have fun with that. All right, cool. So uh, that is the early version of the 2022 tied in rankings. If you don't like them, find Matt on Twitter at Williamson NFL. And uh, I'm sure some Dallas Cowboys fans will, will not like where Schultz is ranked by, by Matt Williamson. 
but that's okay. That just means uh, all right, bring it on. Uh, people are drafting like Williamson. Maybe you get a little uh, you get a little bonus there. You get a little boost by drafting the player that they let slip through their fingers. Uh, a lot of fun. The tight end position is really interesting this year. And how high can Kyle Pitts go? That's going to be fun to watch this year. Speaking of dynasty football, I have Kyle Pitts in the locked on dynasty football. Oh, I'm pretty excited about that one. And I only drafted him because someone poached on our expansion draft last year, poached Kittle off of my roster, and I feel like I'm better off for it. So oh, yeah. I'm better at it's tight end. I'm not better who I would have drafted right. in that spot instead. But, yeah, I'm feeling good about that in my dynasty league. Okay, good stuff. Thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen back next week. Make sure you're all subscribed up to the Locked On NFL channel on YouTube to find us there. And check out all the other great content we're doing here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Talk to you then right here, Peacock and Williamson.